everyone. Welcome to the goddamn podcast. This is Mark Joseph Bennett. Let me start by apologizing. This one is probably going to come out on a Wednesday. And you guys are like, Marky, normally this comes out on a Monday. But here's the thing. Easter Sunday was Easter Sunday. So I didn't record it on Easter Sunday. And then on Monday, I recorded the damn thing. But I didn't use my microphone. I had been taping somebody's comedy CD, so I was using the external mics on my fancy Zoom recorder. So when I went to record the podcast, did I switch the settings back? Of course I didn't. So I actually only got the external audio of my recorder sitting here in the Prius recording studio. And although the acoustics are wonderful, I tell you, my podcast sounded like shit. And you guys, the 10 people who dedicate themselves to listening to this week after week. You guys deserve the best, all right? What is the point of not hearing my wonderful nasal leprechaun tones if you can't hear them perfectly? What's the point, guys? So I'm re-recording it. You know, like, sometimes you realize you're, you're sort of working hard, but at stupid things. Do you know what I mean? Like, I could be you know, out there accounting or lawyering or doing something. But instead, I am spending my days re-recording free podcasts for people, you know, for no reason. I mean, there's a few of you listening, and I appreciate it. Anyone who's listening, thanks. You know, unless you're listening to get dirt on me, then, then you know what? Fuck off. What are you doing, assholes? But I can't imagine there's a lot of people. There, there are some people, though, if, if someone hates you enough, they will, like, you know, dedicate themselves to you. And really, isn't that a form of love when you think about it? I, uh, I had a mortal enemy when I was young, and uh, it was Ronnie Chafe, his name was. People in Newfoundland are probably laughing because that could be one of many Ronnie Chafes. There are many Ronnie Chafes in Newfoundland. So I hated one of them like poison. We started off as good friends. Isn't that always the way, guys? And uh, what happened was Ronnie Chafe and I played hockey together. And then I uh, we, we got along well when we were like six years old. But as, the to- as, as, as it went on, we were both pretty good at hockey. So we became rivals, at least in my mind. And um, I found out that I w- it was only in my head that we were rivals. See, what happened was... Um, it was, we were about 15 years old. So about 10 years of hatred, you know, every single weekend going to the hockey rink, going, fucking Ronnie Chafe, this is the week we throw down, me and Ronnie Chafe, buddy. And it never happened. A couple times it almost happened, but it never did. So uh, we were playing a tournament, and it was an all-star tournament, so we, um, that meant we had to be on the same team, you know, because there's only one all-star team. Where I'm from a small town. And, uh, and that's not a big deal to be on the all-star team, by the way. You were just, if you could skate at all, you were on the all-star team. So I was going to uh, sit next to him in the dressing room. By the way, I didn't say any of this on the last podcast, the one I screwed up. So, man, maybe this is working out for the best, right? You guys are getting bonus podcast. So, because I'm going to, I'm going to, retread on all of the shit that I said on the last one as best as I can remember it because I mean what's you know that was a lot of wasted energy if I don't get it back 
So back to Ronnie. We're in the um, we're in the dressing room, and there's only one spot left, and it's next to Ronnie. So I figure I better go sit next to him. And even in my brain, even there was this thought of, you know what? We're on the same team now. Maybe we bury the hatchet. Do you know what I mean? And I go to sit next to him. And then he, and as I'm sitting down, he goes, hey, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'll bury the hatchet right in your fucking asshole, Ronnie. Because that's it. It's on now. And I'm like, all right. And I stand back up and I drop my hockey bag and my stick. I'm like, that's it. Even though we're on the same goddamn team, obviously we're going to throw down. He, he's, he's just, he put the line in the sand saying, you can't sit next to me. So I'm ready to fucking go. And then, so I say to him, all right then. Just like that. And then he bursts out laughing. And he picks up a muffin that was next to him. And he said, you almost crushed me muffin. Because that's how we talk in Newfoundland. Like that. We almost crushed me muffin. And he laughed and laughed. And I realized... That there was no animosity for him. I had done 10 years of hatred on my own. And um, turns out he didn't give a shit. You know? Just be careful about who you hate. Make sure they hate you back. That's the lesson we got right now. Now, okay. Let's get back into the podcast. Speaking of hatred. Because that's that's what I should have called this podcast. The Hatred Podcast with Mark Bennett. I was thinking about it, you know, today. Maybe I should have had a more catchy name, you know? I said shut up. It's not that that's not catchy. It's just it doesn't reveal what the podcast is about. So you have to know me as an individual and a comedian. Otherwise, you won't tune in. But if I had called it something else, I was thinking about maybe I should have called it Everything Sucks Except Stand-Up. Something like that. Then everyone would be like, oh, this guy's going to complain a lot because he's going to say everything sucks except stand-up. He must love stand-up comedy. Right? That would have been a good name. Anyway, hatred. We're talking about hatred. So yesterday, on my way down to the Toyota Prius recording studio, what happened was I ran into Brad. Now, that is Brad with um, a douche affectation. My brother, when he fought, when, when a guy is named Brad and he thinks he's a douche, he will call him Brad. Like, you know, I guess like a frat boy, Brad. I, I, anyway, I stole it from him because I like it. But this guy, Brad, he lives in our building, and uh, he is an enemy of mine. And not a Ronnie Chafe enemy. I believe a real enemy. At least I think. Because what happened was, uh, a couple years ago, my wife is pregnant at the time, there was this banging on the door, this just... Uh, very aggressive, you know, door coming off the hinges, banging. And so I go, and I open the door, and there's this uh, tall, handsome young man there, you know, and, like, young, I'm not I'm not saying he's 15. Something like 24, 25, maybe, I don't know. And uh, he's saying, hey, I, I keep getting squirted with water from your patio. And I'm like, our, our patio? Squirted with water. What do you mean? Say, yeah, like someone's got a squirt gun. They're shooting it directly at me and my roommate. I was like, well, uh, I am a 38-year-old man, and there is my pregnant wife, so uh, we're not shooting squirt guns at you, bud. But I'm all like, guys, I'm a nice guy, right? You know, I give people the benefit 
of the doubt. You know, I just realized I was trying to tell the story almost beat for beat the way I did last time, and it, it wasn't working for me. And then I switched to just kind of just retelling the story. You know, who cares if it doesn't land the same way the last one landed, man? Just go for it. And I tell you what, I'm feeling the groove again. I'm back. So, pardon that interruption. But I, I'm a nice guy. And I see there's just a, just a normal-looking dude in front of me. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I am, I just, it doesn't occur to me that people are being aggressive until it's way too late. And uh, so I invite him in. I'm like, come on in, buddy. And uh, I said, maybe we can get this thing sorted out. You know, and I, I just take him over to the patio. And I say, hey, so this is our patio. Maybe there's something leaking that we're unaware of. Anyway, it turns out our air conditioner has a little hose on it. And the hose had kind of curved inward. And I guess it was occasionally shooting water down at uh, Broad and his roommate when they were out in the corner smoking. You know, and uh, I'm I'm shaking his hand. We're we're chatting it up, you know. But uh, then I noticed, like, he's being a bit of a dick about it when we're out on the patio. Like, here I am, thinking we're being neighborly. You know, maybe we're making friends. Maybe me and Brad will be traipsing up and down the stairs with a six-pack in our hand, being like, hey, buddy, what are you doing this afternoon, right? Or this evening, if you don't want to drink in the afternoon, like me. Maybe Brad will come want to watch a hockey game. Maybe, maybe he plays some guitar. I play guitar. We could jam, Brad. But no, no. You got to be all dickish about it. You know, so I could tell then when we're out on the patio that uh, he's not in a good mood. And then I'm thinking back to the knocking on the door and was like, yeah, that was fucking, he really knocked on that door hard. You know, it's the type of thing where in retrospect, you know, that the guy is downstairs stewing for who knows how long. And he's having a conversation with his roommate and she's like, no, just don't go. Just well, maybe we'll call the super or something. And they'll go. He was like, no. I'm going to handle this myself because I'm a man. I'm going up over those fucking stairs. I'm going I'm to beat that guy's door in. And then we're going to fight. You know? But I didn't know that. If yeah, Fucking howdy doody opens the door. Like, hey, come on in, neighbor. So let's see if we can straighten out what your problem is. Killing him with kindness. He didn't know what to do. He was thrown. He was trying to stay mad, but he was thrown. But once I realized that that is the case, that this guy's been a dick, and he's been a dick since the moment he uh, bashed on our door there, I say to him, uh, well, you know, uh, too bad about the water thing. Uh, we got the hose moved, so that won't be a big deal from now on. I'm like, but if you're still living here in a couple of months, my my wife's about to have a baby, so that'll keep you up in the nights, huh? And then I laugh, but it's, it's a joyless laugh. Do you know that the dead eye laugh? Like a, like a maniacal serial killer. Ha, ha, ha. Because I meant it. And let me tell you something. Little Sammy did not disappoint. This kid, he stayed awake for the first six months of his life. Just screaming bloody murder. And he still, he still occasionally pops up at 1 a.m., 3 a.m. He's 100% he's up at 6.30 yelling his guts out. And then when he gets up, he starts playing hockey in the hallway with, with a puck and a stick. Just... Just a bloody fucking racket. And I've always wondered if Broad was still downstairs, you know, after. And I wanted him to be because I wanted him to go through that shit. And turns out he is. 
Because when I got on the elevator yesterday, uh, this woman bustled in. She kind of seemed like she had a little bit of money, you know, kind of the bleach blonde hair, uh, older lady, 55, 60. I don't know what she was. And, um, and she goes, Brad, come on. And then Brad fucking schleps his ass, his young, good-looking ass into the elevator. And he doesn't look at me. He knows who I am. I don't look at him. I'm looking straight ahead. And I'm like, oh, this fucking guy is still. He's still in the building. And then I get a little uh, joy inside thinking, hey, my baby's been keeping him up for two years. This is uh, it's a good feeling. Because go fuck yourself. You know? Coming up, banging on the door like an asshole. You, you get what you deserve, my friend. You know? Instead of a neighborly upstairs guy coming down going, hey, if there's anything we can do, you know, if, uh, uh, although I don't, I don't know what you can do about a screaming baby, certainly, but still, we could have been friendlier about it. Instead, he's just down there stewing all the time, and I'm loving it. But better than that, guys, is when he's on the elevator with his mother, she says, God, you need a lint brush. You just, you take that cat with you everywhere you go. It, it looks terrible. And she's just reading him to riot act about the old cat hair. And then she's brushing it off his shoulders. And he might as well be like, Mom, don't. My mortal enemy's in the elevator. It was just so great. It was just such a win. Guys, I've been sitting on this for two years, man. I've been sitting on just, because what I should have done is open the door, you know, I should have understood that was an aggressive knock, and open the door and go, hey, man, what's your problem? That should have been what came out of my mouth. But since it didn't, since it was all like, hi, friend, I was always like, ah, fucking, ugh, felt gross about it, you know? But to know later that, A, he hasn't slept in so many nights, and, B, his mom is in there treating him like the fucking childish little asshole that he is. Oh, guys, it felt good. And I'm glad, even though I've had to re-record this podcast, to think about that story a second time. You know, it brings back the joy. I think I've said the word joy three times. Re-recording podcasts is not my strong suit. I get, apparently I get focused on the word joy, and I say it over and over again. So let's move on. Let's move on past Brad. Because Brad was a, it was an impromptu story I told yesterday on the podcast that will never be heard. And uh, I didn't mean to start with it. It just, it had just happened. And I had to relay it to you guys. And you guys know I love vengeance. But it's, it was Easter. It was Easter Sunday on Sunday. I know it's Wednesday now. It feels like it was a long time ago. But it was Easter. So let's talk about that shit, right? Got a little bit, um, I got a little bit sick on Easter, and uh, partly because of all the jelly beans that I ate. My wife, she always gives me these uh, fancy jelly beans. A Carnaby? Carnaby? I don't know what they are. But they're good. They're vegan, by the way, jelly beans, in case you don't know. A lot of stuff has gelatin in it, which, of course, is animal bones, but not the old jelly beans. Weird, you know, you hear jelly, you would think gelatin. No, sir. Not the not a lot of the jelly beans for some reason. 
that's just a uh, something you need to know. We had Easter. We had uh, had it for the boy. You know, he um, got a couple of presents. We, I don't know about you guys, but when I was growing up, Easter kind of turned into a like a semi Christmas. You know, you had chocolates and shit and eggs you want to go find, but we also had presents. So we got him uh, these ABC blocks, and then we got him um, uh, a little coffee set, you know, a little play coffee set. And to me, that seems almost stupid. You know, why would he want a fake coffee set? But let me tell you something. He's just, he played with it all day today. He brewed me like 25 cups of pretend coffee. I have pretend jitters right now. He's, uh, they, they say at this age they like doing, you know, menial things like uh, mundane, everyday household things of vacuuming, making coffee, stirring a pot, shit like that. Too bad that doesn't stay with you. But, uh, yeah, so they like it right now, doing that. And um, we did get them some eggs. But what they were is my wife, she got these little plastic. She got the idea, I think, from one of her Facebook mom groups or some shit. They uh, got these little plastic hollow eggs. And then she filled them with chocolate, you would assume. No, sir. Uh, She says... On uh, Saturday night, hey, do you want want to help me uh, fill up Sam's eggs? I'm like, yeah, sure. Give me, give me the chocolates. She's like, oh no, it's it's cereal. Like, really? We're going to put Cheerios in in the eggs. Those are his treats. Cheerios. What he eats every morning. But she was like, well, we can't give him chocolate. It's it's not healthy. He's only 19 months old. And so uh, finally. I mean, she gave him a couple of animal crackers, so that was pretty good. We put some Fruit Loops in there, and then she let me put in one little O'Henry, um, one little O'Henry piece, which is good, you know, because it also looks like something Jesus would shit out, right? A little, a little chocolate turd from Jesus, because that's what the holiday is really about, right? Jesus shitting out chocolate. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about it, actually. This is an aside about Jesus and the holiday. The story doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, and not just the rising from the dead thing. That I can get behind. You know, by the way, we watched The Walking Dead, coincidentally, on Easter Sunday. And uh, I think that was really appropriate, right? Jesus got up from the dead. The zombies, same thing, right? Thought that was kind of cool. There was a lot of tweets about it, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't go on the Twitter these days. But, uh, as I was saying, right, the story itself. So Jesus dies on, on Friday, Good Friday. I don't know what's so good about that. You know what I mean, guys? I think that's a super old joke that I've heard a bunch of stand-ups say. I don't know. I can't remember. But um, Good Friday, Jesus dies. And then he's going to, he gets out, I was about to say, gets out of bed on Sunday. But so the way they figure it out is they go to Jesus's tomb and uh, there's this big boulder that's blocking the tomb. I don't know how they buried people back in the day. I guess they just shoved them into a mountain and then just rolled a stone across. Uh, It doesn't seem like a very, uh, I don't know, efficient burial. You know, there's the guy's just rotten right there. So anyway, 
they go to see the they go to remove the stone because uh, apparently Joseph wants Jesus's body, which I'm pretty sure that's the only other time I heard Joseph mentioned in the entire Bible is that when he went to go. He was a bit of an absentee father, I guess, was there for the birth. No mention of him at all. And then at the end, he's like, yeah, I need the body. I don't know. Maybe he was around the whole time. They just didn't write a lot about Joseph. I guess Jesus was the, the focal point. He was the star of the Bible. You know, Joseph was, I guess, just a stage player, right? Like ba- a background actor, if you will. So they go to move the stone, but the stone's already moved. And there's no body inside. And so they're like, oh, Christ Almighty, Jesus is risen. And now, to be fair, some of them did assume maybe a grave robber had robbed the grave. And that is a very good assumption. I think that you should still think that. Because the, what happens is they see the stone move. There's no more Jesus. And um, then later in the day, there's this dude walking down the street talking to a couple of the, uh, the disciples. He's talking to a couple of them. They're having a nice chat. And then at one point, the stranger, he goes, hey, do you guys uh, you guys not recognize me? And we're like, no, should we? You're a total stranger. He's like, yeah, guys, I'm JC, I'm Jesus. Jesus H. Christ. And they're like, no, you're not. You don't look anything like Jesus. We just saw him. He, he died on Friday. And you don't look like him. And they said, guys, come on. I'm Jesus. And they're like, yeah, you're right. You're Jesus. And then they they bring him around to all the other disciples. And, of course, they're like, guys, no, you've you've totally just taken a stranger into the house. That's not Jesus. And then the stranger, he's like, ah, guys, look a little closer. Huh? And everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's Jesus. Yeah, pretty sure that's Jesus. Or a con man. Con man named Jimmy. It's just... And then Thomas. Fucking Thomas. You know the, the phrase doubting Thomas? That's what that's what it's from. Because Thomas is the only one with a grain of sense. And he's like, uh, fellas, fellas, that is not Jesus. And then old Jimmy's like, Thomas, how can you doubt me? Are you a doubting Thomas? And he's like, yeah, because you're not fucking Jesus. And he said, you know what? I got to put my hands in the holes in your in your feet and your hands and, and, the, and your side. And then old Jimmy, Jimmy was ready for that, though. He was like, go ahead. And I don't know, maybe he put on some, he had some silly putty that stuck into his palms or some shit. But apparently, Thomas poked the holes, and he's like, okay, yeah, I guess you're Jesus. But I think it's just peer pressure. You know, if you're like you're on a jury, and you're the only one holding up everybody, and was like, oh, guys, we got families. We want to get back to them. Just the guy's guilty. Come on. You know? It was dark. She's a white lady. It's a black guy. Who cares? Just obviously he did it. You know? That's how the juries go in the States, right? Or other parts of the world. States is not the only place racist. Come on, guys. Canada's plenty racist, too. 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it's not. All I'm saying is the story, it just you know, even they even admit it in the Bible. Like they're it's all of the people who wrote the gospels, they're all like, Yeah, it was Jesus, but nobody recognized him at first because he didn't look like Jesus. And everyone's like, Ah, it's okay. I'm sure it's him. And we just so our like our the Catholic <laughs> the Christians in general, they really, they base a lot of their shit on this story. And it's, it, it's got a lot of holes in it. You know what I mean? And some people, like, they take the Bible very serious. Some people say, oh, there are metaphors and shit like that. But other people are like, no, no, every word is true. And that doesn't make a lot of sense to me anyway, because, you know, there's like four, four different gospels or some shit. You know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right? And they all, but, like, they have different versions of the way shit went down in many cases. So whose word of God is absolute when one guy's contradicting the other guy? That's all I'm saying. Anyway, what do I know? All I know is I like the holiday. I like getting chocolate eggs, and I like getting jelly beans, and I like eating them till I'm sick, you know? And I'm glad to uh, not have to put up with the church now. You know, I used to have to go to the big, big weekend, man, at the church on uh, Easter Sunday. You had to do all kinds of shit. Ash Wednesday, I had to put a pile of uh, dirt on my forehead. You know, you walk around. That that got itchy. But you didn't want to scratch it because they made it in the form of a cross. You know, I used to always get pissed off, too, because I always thought the priest at our parish... And it was just doing a half-assed effort. You're supposed to make it look like a fucking T, like a cross, man. And he would just, like, dab his big, stupid, fat, probably pedophilia finger right on your forehead. And uh, then we just, you know, walk around with his itchy ashes that we got from... Where the hell did they get those? Was it some dead guy? Where did we get the ashes for Ash Wednesday? And then you had the 40 days of Lent. They were like, oh, what are you giving up? What are you giving up for Lent? Giving up fucking getting dirt put on my forehead by a big weirdo. That's what I'd like to give up. And you got your Good Friday where you couldn't eat meat except fish. You could eat fish. But, you know, now as a vegetarian, I mean, Good Friday, I, I actually... Clearly, it's easier for me now than it used to be. I remember it being like, ah, we can't eat meat for a whole day. How are we going to live? And I hated fish. Still hate fish. So uh, it was a rough day for me. But because my parents would get us some presents, I was able to put up with all that shit. You know what I mean? I don't know what the Jews do for the Passover. We asked our old lady neighbor, did she have a good Passover? The one across the hallway from us, the old 95-year-old bat. And um, she was like, ah, not really. I'm, I'm really tired these days. Really tired. I sleep a lot. I just I was just got up from a nap the last time we were talking to her. And then uh, I was like, oh, shit. So are you going to see a doctor or something? She's like, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, of course. You're 95. Like, it's just death. Just death coming on in. What are you going to do? You know, should have put that uh, that sheep's blood on her door. You know, that maybe the 
angel of death would have passed by her. That's the story, isn't it? I don't fucking know. Dude, the Jews, it must be the same one. Because right? that one's from the Old Testament, right? We got the New Testament. We got the sequel in the old uh, Roman Catholic Church. But we still would tell that story. That they would kill the firstborn unless you had, like, sheep's blood on the front door. What kind of fucking stories are these to be telling kids, by the way? I knew that story when I was, like, six years old. Honest to Christ. Anyway, I won't be telling Sam any of that shit. But you know what'll happen. He'll end up growing up and being super religious just to spite me. Going, oh, parents don't know. Dad, I've got to save your soul. You know, and he'll be a fucking uh, crazy person. All right, let me go look at my list again. Uh, I I wrote out a list for the thing that I did yesterday. Uh, we talked about Evelyn. Oh, and that's that's the 95-year-old Jewish lady across the hall. She, uh, I'll say this, because like, I'm getting into the blues guitar and stuff. I, have, I don't know how to sing. You know, I know the voice sounds lovely coming through your speakers, but uh, cannot sing. And she is a professional singer. Well, was. I mean, she's too old to do anything now. But um, I was thinking maybe she could give me some lessons. And then, as you know, she's trying to help me with the bones. She was trying to talk to other herbalists about stuff I can get. You know, when she was working on a paragraph that she was going to send out, you know, as an email because she just learned how to email people. And uh, I'm like, well, Evelyn, you know, don't go kick in the bucket yet. You got work to do. You got to teach me how to sing. And uh, you got to do that paragraph. You got to fix my bones. You know, do your old Jewish lady magic. But I, uh, I'm really into the blues, I tell you what. It just, it's getting me going these days. I love waking up, thinking about the blues, playing music. I honestly... I mean, the thought did cross my mind, of course, because I'm me. Maybe I could become a famous blues musician, you know, if I could say it properly. A famous, a blues musician. And, um, but that's just crazy. I'm going to be 40 years old in two weeks. I will be 40. That is not the time to try to pay your dues as a blues guy. Guys, do everything when you're young. Do it all when you're young. Get out on the road, you know. Pick up your guitar, go from town to town, charming the women, making the men think you're cool. Yeah. And then when you're 40, start settling down. But since I'm already 40, and I do love the blues, I have been thinking about opening the blues club. You know, just a little hole in the wall, place that sounds great, that old blues musicians just love to come, hang out, trade some licks, trade some stories. You know, and I could call it, uh, one, of my, one of my friends suggested uh, the Brittle Bones Blues Club. Or Brittle Bones Blues Bar, I guess, before bees. Which sounds catchy. But I kind of like Dusty Bones, you know. I mean, Brittle Bones still works because, you know, the dominoes, where a lot of the blues players, they like to play dominoes, they're called bones. And I got the osteoporosis, right? And that could be my stage name, Dusty Bones. Right? So we call it the Dusty Bones Blues Bar. Maybe the Brittle Bones Blues Bar. I don't know. What sounds better? Well, hey, hey, you guys going down to the Dusty Bones Blues Bar? You guys going down to the Brittle Bones? Mm-hmm. That might sound good. The Brittle Bones. 
Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. I know I shouldn't be planning to open up a blues club. Look, it doesn't have to make a million dollars. It just needs to be self-sustaining. I just want it to turn enough of a profit where it stays in business. That's all. Not trying to get rich off it. Just a place where, you know, the blues musicians can be respected. And my son can be exposed to, to the blues music that he loves so much on a nightly basis. I don't know. Maybe it's a terrible idea, but it feels like a good idea. Now, let's, uh, guys, I'm going right back to the list. There's no meandering on this podcast because I tell you what, I am not recording a third fucking one. No, sir. I am not. Okay, this one says the uh, they ruined the ABCs. They ruined the ABCs. And this is also related to my boy. My boy can almost sing the alphabet now. But here's the thing. Everywhere we go, these drop-in centers, these other places, what they do is they, they say Z for Z. Uh, w, X, Y, and Z. How, how, now I know my ABCs. Right? It doesn't rhyme anymore. Y and Z. Now I know my ABCs. It's stupid. And what's more is it doesn't make any sense. Z. Zebra. Right? It sounds like Z-E-E. Zebra. It's not Zedbra. Zedbra. That's stupid. Do you want to go to the Zedo? No, the zoo. Not the Zedo. Anyway, it's just it's, it's a problem I have right now. Oh, the political correctness. Guys, it's going it's going bananas. Even the ABCs are affected. You know, maybe the the Zs. They were like, we're Zeds, and we've always been Zeds. And uh, it's high time. Hashtag us two. We're the Zeds. Because the political correctness, I will say this. It's, it is confusing, people. Things are a bit odd. Like, a guy, a guy in Vancouver... This is my wife just told me about this story because on her Facebook group, the French people on her Facebook group, they're all defending this French server. I almost called him a waiter, but Christ, God forbid I call him a waiter. Hashtags waiters are servers. So um, this server, he got fired for being an asshole. So he apparently he was good at his job and the customers liked him. But his coworkers, he treated them like garbage and they were all very upset. And they complained to the management, and eventually he got fired from Milestones. And uh, I think that was the restaurant in Vancouver. And um, he was saying that that's just how he is because he's French. And then he sued, saying, you fired me discriminatorily because uh, that's discrimination against my culture. Because French people are just like this. Which, if I was French, I'd maybe be a bit offended by that. Like, no, you're an asshole. We're not all necessarily assholes. But since Sarah's French Facebook group, they were all like saying, yeah, no, it's how we are. Maybe it is. Maybe it is how you are. But I find it so weird. And anyway, the guy's getting a hearing. Like there was a, the, 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 what's it called? The impartial, the tribunal. So he's sort of a judge person looked at it and said, yeah, you've got a case. So it's going to go to a hearing and he will get to plead his case. So he's getting somewhere. He may end up winning. And that to me, that's just, that's just where we are right now. See, here's the thing. About six months ago, Greg Zahn, who is uh, the manalist, he's a, he's a former um, 
catcher for the Toronto Blue Jays. And he's just an asshole. And he's always been an asshole. And that's kind of his kind of his thing. You know, he's he's on roids. Uh, he calls himself the manalist because he's an analyst who's a big-time man. He's a fucking idiot, you know? And he, he's very much in the Don Cherry type of um, milieu. And he... It's his character, and it's gotten him places. He was a, an analyst for one of the biggest sports networks in the country. And uh, so anyway, when all the PC stuff started happening, a couple of women put in complaints about him. And I support the hashtag MeToo people. You know, if you're being, uh, if you're being sexually discriminated against, assaulted, anything like that, of course. But what happened, they said he didn't say anything to them derogatorily. Derogatorily? Is that a word? Uh... He uh, he didn't say anything to them specifically. He made no sexual advances, anything like that. They just didn't like his attitude, and they didn't like the what the way he talked about a few people in the stands, a few fans that were women. He he was making some lewd remarks, and some other baseball players' wives. He was pointing out that they were hot, something like that. And so they were upset. They just didn't like that work environment. So they brought that to the people over at Sportsnet or Rogers, whoever the fuck owns them, and they're like, oh, absolutely not, fired, gone, out of here, which must have been confusing to him because since he didn't say anything bad to anyone specifically, um, and he didn't, he wasn't, he was basically just being himself, which is an asshole, which he has always been, and then they fired him for being an asshole, but this French guy over in uh, Vancouver, he got fired for being an asshole, and now he's probably going to win some money or get his job back because he's, he's saying that they, uh, it's his culture. So if Greg Zahn, when he got fired, had said, no, I'm part Scottish and part Irish, and that's how we talk, and the, you guys are uh, not, not accepting of our culture, then he would have kept his job, and then they would have fired the ladies? Do you see what I'm saying? is everyone has taken things so far that nobody knows what to do anymore. Greg Zahn should have been said, hey, asshole, stop talking like that about people. Just say that to him. And then, you know, if he has a problem with that, you guys go to HR, you sort it out. Do you know what I mean? Same thing with the French guy. What has happened? We got to go to judges. We got to, people are getting fired. We get, just, you know, Say something. Stand up for yourself a little bit. It's just nobody knows what to do anymore. I, the pendulum will swing back, I tell you. And, like, I do hope a lot of good comes of, of what's happening. But uh, I hope a lot of the nonsense goes away. Because, seriously, why can't Milestones fire a French guy if he's being a dick? It's like... Oh, you know, you just don't accept my culture. I, I tell you to go fuck yourself, and you're supposed to be like, thank you. Uh, can I have another, sir? Please. You're right. You know? It's, it's a private restaurant. How come you're not allowed to fire someone for being an asshole? Well, I'm from France, so I don't know. You see what I'm saying? Anyway, that story, I think that came out just as well. I was about to say it came out better on the last one, but I don't think so. I don't think so. Girl at the gym, I wrote. Yeah. 
So Sam, the little fella, he's been dragging me down to uh, down to the gym. He wants wants me to get in shape, I guess. Today he made me go on the elliptical, then on the stationary bike, and then back and forth a bunch of times. And uh, I don't know why I listen to him. He's about a foot and a half tall, but I do. He's. I think he. My my wife thinks he's going to be some kind of project manager, or uh, like a creative director. Because like when he's coloring or when we're coloring with him, he will shove certain colors into your hands. Like it's blue now, and then he points to the part of the page that he wants you to color blue. So he's going to be a corrective, uh, you know, a, a CEO or a creative director or uh, maybe an asshole that gets fired. But ah, uh, but we know we know what to do these days. Right? We'll just say, hey, his mother grew up in the Ivory Coast, which is a French colony. So, hands off the little white man. Okay? He can do no wrong now. And he's, he's, he's a quarter Egyptian? Right? That's got to count for something. He's got to be able to cry discrimination and racism with that shit, Right? I think so. There's a car just pulling in to my parking lot, so I got distracted. But let me tell you something. I have stopped this podcast so many fucking times. I am just going to keep on talking. And when that guy gets out of his car and he walks past, he's going to see me with my earphones on, talking into a microphone that hopefully is working this time. That's another thing. Last time I forgot my earphones. And I remember thinking, so what? You know, I'm sure the audio is going to be fine. Literally said that. To myself. And uh, if I'd only had the earphones. Guys, but look, we're almost, I'm almost finished this one. And I got to say, it's at least as good as the last one. Who knows? The last one was probably shitty, guys. It was probably, I think the last one was pretty good. I was pretty happy with it. You know, now this one is, this one, no matter what, it'll always pale in comparison to me. Because it doesn't have the spontaneity of the last one. The last one... You know, it just, yeah, the guy just walked past and looked right at me. I don't care. I'm fucking, I don't care, buddy. What do you think of that? I'm not pausing this goddamn thing. It felt like I had more callbacks on the last one. Let, guys, let's let it go. Let's let it go. The last one is done. There's a girl at the gym. Let's get back to our list because we're professionals here. So professional. Okay, another couple just walked past. And they are pretending they don't see me, but they saw me. I don't care. You guys, you turn around. I don't give a shit. Look at them. Walking their lovely dog. Looking like a really nice couple. Oh, that's actually our superintendent. He is a nice guy. Ah, now now I feel bad that I was yelling at him. So anyway, we're at the gym. And uh, this time my wife is with me, actually. And she thought it was really funny when it was happening. So I figured I'd tell you guys. There was a pretty girl. She came by. And my girl, I got to start putting people's ages. <laughs> there was a real pretty girl staring at her butt. No, she's, she was like 20, 20 years old, let's say. And she came to work out. And she got up on the elliptical machine. She's wearing tight pants. That's what the ladies do when they're in the gym. They wear the tight pants. And uh, Sam was normally a little reserved. You know, he was just staring a hole through her. And uh, that wasn't enough. Like, it was one thing. With his mom, he was just staring at her. But then when I approached, he just pointed. He pointed at her. As if to say, Dad, 
Are you seeing what I'm seeing? And I just, I burst out laughing. I'm like, dude, I see it. I see it. But uh, we don't point at it. Okay? You glance at it. Like Seinfeld says. It's like looking at the sun. You take a glance. You don't stare. And you certainly don't do a full arm extended point at a spandex rear end. You just don't do it. But the girl, she um, she was loving it. She knew our little boy had a crush on her, and uh, she just kept waving at him. We think it's a crush. I don't know. Maybe he's saying, oh, there, I want to be that. I need hormone replacement therapy, and I need to chop off my balls. That's what I want to be. Maybe that's what he's pointing at. No judgment here. No judgment in the Toyota Prius recording studio. Whatever he wants to do. Although I will really make sure about that. That's all I'm saying. I was just like, look, I support your decision, son. But you got to think long and hard about this before you lop off your nads. I just want you to think long and hard about it. I'm not going to judge you one way or the other. Just really think about that one. Okay? Guys, there's no getting them back. Do you know what I mean? Not like a haircut. Not growing back. I got to get my haircut tomorrow. Stressing me out. Doesn't matter. Let's bull ahead. Let's see what other topics we have here on the list. Oh, phones. Yeah. I don't know if this is interesting enough. I remember last time when I said it, I'm like, should I even say this? But yeah, why not? Here's the thing. My cell phone, I love it. You know, it's an iPhone, but you can love your Samsungs too, guys. You know, I, you don't, I'm not an Apple fanboy. I just like using the products. And, um, and I really like the way it looks and the way it feels, but you got to put it in a case. You know, because the case, if you don't put it in a case, then you can drop your $1,000 phone and then it gets shattered. And here's what I'm going to say. You want to blow minds, Apple, Samsung, why don't you make a fucking phone? That if you drop it, it doesn't ruin your life. It doesn't get all dented and scratched up and the screen doesn't smash. And then you can have that slick little lovely phone in your hand. Instead of putting on a goddamn tank of a case that's sticking out of your skinny jeans pocket. And everyone going, Jesus Christ, what do you got in there? A, a, a fucking Ten Commandments tablet? What do you got, buddy? On Easter Sunday. Although it's Easter Wednesday now, I guess. But um, here's what I do. I buy the phones outright because I get the cheap plan. Because I'm frugal. Guys, I'm in a 2010 Toyota Prius here. Should have traded it in. Didn't do it. Now it's losing value by the day. You should probably get rid of a car about the five-year mark, maybe. Or like just before the 100,000-kilometer mark. Apparently, that's a good idea. And ours is at like 115,000 now. So we fucking missed the window. Anyway. That's it. See, I'm frugal to a fault. And I, um, what I do is I keep the phones for about three, maybe four years. But after about year two, I take the case off and it breathes new life into the phone. It just, you feel, it feels so great in your hand. It makes you so excited to use the damn thing. You know, I've always wanted that. I've always wanted these types of things. And I'll be able to make movies and do shit. 
It's like guitars. Man, oh man, I'm so into the guitars. You get getting a new guitar or getting some pedals or getting an amp and you have all these things that what happens is guys like your phones are saying oh you know george lucas didn't have this type of technology when he was making star wars and we have it in our in our jacket pockets but it's that's true but if you make yourself a little movie like i do you know, I made an independent film, and sometimes I shoot little movies for YouTube or uh, for Instagram, and it looks like you're shooting on a phone in your bedroom. It does not look like Star Wars, and it gets disheartening. Music is a bit of the same thing. I'm like, yeah, I got a Fender Strat, hook it into my amp, I'll get myself a fuzz pedal. Man, I'm going to be just like Hendrix. And then you play, and you're like, yeah, this is uh, not like Hendrix at all. You sound like shit, buddy. I hate when reality comes in messing up my perfectly good fantasy. You know? I was going to open up a blues club, and I was going to be like the house musician, and then all these old blues guys would come by, or some of the new young guns, you know, like uh, Gary Clark Jr., Kenny Wayne Shepard. You know, apparently you got to have three names. And uh, I'm Brittle Bones Bennett. They were like, you know, Gary Clark's like, oh, man, do you ever go down to the Brittle Bones? And everyone's like, of course. You got to go down to the Brittle Bones. And you got to watch Mark play. You know, we'd, sit in, we'd love to sit in with old Brittle Bones Bennett. That's, that's what I was picturing when I first picked up my guitar again after 15 years. And then you try to play a couple of blues songs. And you're like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to be the guy behind the bar. You know, handing people cans of beer. And that's another beauty about the Blues Club. Selling beer. Not selling beer, but having beer. Now, I'll do craft beer. Everywhere you go, everyone's like, hey, you want a Miller Lite or a Coors? Coors Light? We got a lot on tap. Miller, Miller Lite. Oh, eh, got some Molson Canadian. Got a pitcher of Labatt Blue. Blah. You know, I'll have some craft beers. Get some barking squirrels. You know, I'll, I'll have Sam Adams on tap because that is a Tasty American beer. I like that one. Jesus Christ, this podcast has already gone like 15 minutes. Look, guys, all, I, all I'm going to say to you is uh, happy happy Easter. I hope you had a happy Easter or, or a happy Passover. Um, or um, if you're Muslim, happy whatever the fuck you celebrated. I'm sure, it, I'm sure you celebrated something. Because all the religions, they all started as some offshoot of some Egyptian religion, right? Isn't that the case? I don't know, guys. I'll stop blaspheming for one day. And uh, I've re-recorded this, so you're welcome. You know, this is not something that I'm going to do very often. I, You know, I just had the thought, why don't I listen to the other one? And even though the audio is so bad, if I like the other one better, I'll put that one up. Do you hear me? What is wrong with me? How much time are you going to dedicate to this podcast this week? Jesus Christ, I'm trying to raise a son to not point at lady spandexed asses. Oh, and the other thing I forgot to tell you. You know, I see, guys, I wrote this list, but I got to tell you, I think I ended up erasing a bunch of stuff on the list by accident. Probably the boy did it. He's always grabbing my phone, pressing all kinds of buttons, because I uh, wanted to say that he, he insists on taking baths with his mother now. And uh, she's just wondering if it's creepy. And I'm like, I don't think it's creepy. He's, 
He's a 19-month-old baby, you know, and his mom is a warm person. I mean, temperature-wise. Human beings are very warm. And a bath, he likes to stay in the bath for long periods of time. Baths get cold. He just wants her in there so he can lean on her. You know, he tries to, he says dodo. He always tries to sleep on her when when he's she's in the bathtub. And uh, she's like, no, that's dangerous. Stop doing that. I'm like, well, that's what he wants. He wants you to be a glorified air mattress in the bathtub. I don't think it's anything creepy. Do you know what I mean? Sure. He occasionally asks questions about her old vagine, you know, and he asks questions about his own dong. But that's just natural curiosity, right? And my wife, what'd she say to him the other day? She was like, no, you don't touch people's vaginas without their consent. And I was like, or at all, Sarah, at all. He is a, he's a child. There is never a situation, even if someone consents, that you, she was like, when you, when you, with private parts, you have to get consent. I'm like, look, no. I, so I've rephrased. I'm like, you don't touch people's private parts on, when you're 20 years old, we will revisit the issue. Then I will tell you about consent. But until then, hands off, buddy. Don't touch anybody. Don't touch your mother's thing. Don't even touch your own thing. All right? Jesus isn't going to shit out chocolate for you if you're touching your own dick. That's what I was taught in school, and that's what I want to impart to you, little fella. So uh, have a great week. And uh, I'll post this. And I don't give a shit if there's anything wrong with it. It's going up as is. I didn't take any pauses. No breaks. And put this fucking thing up. And uh, I was about to say, normally I'll say, yeah, hopefully I'll do another one Thursday. But that'll be tomorrow. So I'm not doing another one. So happy everything. Talk to you again soon. I said shut up. Good night.